to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Today we have on Michael Pinker Tierney from Riley. How are you? I'm doing good. You said that very well. Good job. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost an amateur professional. So, it's not that, not that much of a tongue twister, you know. Well, it feels like I just learned it. It takes a long time. I'm very slow. <laughs> it's been, been a little bit of time since we talked. Um, how you been? Good and crazy busy. You just... I mean, mostly with good things, which is all, which is all right, you know, but, um, and, and especially with some of this with Riley, we're actually leaving tomorrow to do, uh, some festival stuff in Michigan, uh, over the, over the holiday weekend and just booked this other really good event with the United Way coming up in Wisconsin that we're going to wow. be there, feature band and everything. So that's, it's so all good stuff and other things, other things yeah. coming up. So. Well, that's good. Let's jump into Riley. Cause, um, I don't know a lot about it. I've heard the music. I dig the music. Awesome. Let's let's educate everybody now. Let's talk about yeah. it. Okay. Um, some of the basic bullet points. Yeah. Riley has been a band since 2001. The band was named after Brian Riley, who was a founder of the band. He was in the band for literally weeks, passed away. The band was not named at that point in time. Uh, so the band was named after Brian Riley. So we oh, like to cool. remind people about that. So like with a lot of the Celtic heritage stuff, it's all based on family, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and he was an important part of the band and getting all the musicians together. Now, I did not know Brian Riley. Um, I joined the band after Riley put out their first album, which is called Beyond the Pale. Um, I was friends and colleagues with some of the members in the band. They absorbed me. Uh, other people kind of come and go. I eventually became the managing member of the band. Uh, so now the band has five albums. Wow. Um, yeah, and we just put out our latest record uh, last March. We've appeared with Flogging Molly, Gaelic Storm, Luca Bloom, Michael Black, Red Hot Chili Pipers, Enter the Haggis, Screaming Orphans, uh, and more. Um, so that's good. We we generally tour the Midwest, and by that we mean kind of from the Dakotas uh, out to like eastern Ohio, Michigan, down into Indiana, and all points in between, though we're based in Milwaukee. So um, all the farmlands are really big on the Celtic music? You'd be surprised. I mean, Milwaukee's got no, a huge Baskin might be making a joke. I'm just like, I don't understand yeah. the, the musical demographics of, 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 of America is yeah. a mystery. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's the Iowa Irish Fest. Minnesota has their own Irish Fest. It's not just Milwaukee and Chicago and like Dublin, Ohio, you know, and you know, Michigan has theirs. You know, Indy has theirs. Um, Milwaukee and Chicago got a pretty strong scene, you know, really? out of all the Midwestern scenes. You know, and the Milwaukee Irish Fest is the biggest one in the country. Um, my relatives helped to start the Irish Cultural Heritage Center here in Wisconsin. Uh, they were some of the founding members of it, uh, and they were Irish Rose and Irish Man of the Year, and ran the Color Guard, and in the Shamrock Club. <laughs> so, it's like, so it's like it all kind of flows through, you know. So th uh, that was an easy thing to kind of get going in when I was young. You know, those guys wanted me to play the bagpipes. Um, you know, I wanted to play Iron Maiden, so we kind of met somewhere in the middle. <laughs> I don't play the pipes, but but I can I play whistle and banjo and mandolin and guitar and harmonica and ukulele and bazooki and vocals and 
and all those other things. Um, wow. So they, how that how you start in all of those? I mean, at some point, there's, it's a lot to focus on. To be good at something, you know what I mean? You can't just, I mean, because they pick it up and play it, but to be decent at it, I mean. Yeah, well, I mean, okay, so for example, Bazooki, um, I was doing a solo gig with another Celtic trio here in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And their Bazooki and singer, um, you know, we were just, you know, we're, we're cool with each other and we were just kind of chatting after the gig and, and he's just like, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, settling up after the gig and sharing the night. And I said, you know, why don't you just give me your bazooki? And he's like, okay, yeah, I was going to get a different bazooki anyway. Sure. So he gave me his bazooki. <laughs> so I started learning how to play it ever since. Now I tune my bazooki slightly differently than like yeah, a standard yeah. Celtic tuning bazooki. It's not done in like a dad gad either. Um, you know, the G string on that bazooki um, is tuned down a step. So I'm the weirdo that that tunes their bazooki differently. And it's, it's not a Celtic <laughs> tuning. And it's not a dad gad. Does it drop D? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I you can. It's a drop, C. It's a drop Celtic. It's a drop C. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So, yeah. So, 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 getting yeah. Paid, you trade it for the so that's just one example. Okay, okay, that's cool. And then once you're good at one thing, yeah, I was, just jamming, some, I was just jamming some bazooki stuff yesterday, you know. So that's pretty cool. So doing it for a while, and then looking for the band. Were you in other Celtic bands? So like people aren't aware, you're also in Vitalka, and aren't you in another band? I, I don't. There's like a third band, right? Yeah, it's an acoustic thing called Trio uh, Tinker Boys. You know, it's okay. it's, a, it's a trio. Um, you know, Riley does use some amplification. Tinker Boys generally does not. You know, it's it's yeah. kind of all acoustic rootsy things like similar that, you know okay so so first off in fact you have so many uh bands here and you guys gotta gotta balance it out is it seasonal right. for like or like yearly different times like how do you find a time and is there a better time for celtic music than you yeah do rock music? i mean I, yeah sure i mean i mean our march season last year started on like february 21st or something with mardi gras <laughs> <laughs> so we that that was our first show it was on mardi gras for our march season um, but then it extends for like generally a month, you know, but there's other times a year that just maybe like seem to be a little, you know, a little more active, you know, like sort of August into early September. But I mean, Riley also has a holiday album, you know, like a, a Celtic Christmas album. Yeah. So we do. Yeah. So we do a lot of stuff with that, too. You know, um, we played a lot in July this year for some reason, you know, so that that's great. You know, it's, it's not just a March thing. Um and like how with Metallica, I mean, we, we, we've toured all every time of year. That you more, know, yeah, it, that's more finding a schedule time for to fit all together. I'm kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, with Riley, all our band members are uh, pretty much in the Milwaukee area. Our fiddle player lives a, a little bit north, mm-hmm. you know, but we're, we're all within 45 minutes of each other, I would say. Now, so. So you, you see, is it more festivals or you, so you know, like I can see you guys play bars, a lot of bars, type of clubs, nice lounges, clubs, theaters, casinos, festivals. Um, we do a lot of corporate gigs, a lot of private events. Actually, yeah. with that band, yeah, we're doing one this weekend in Michigan in Traverse City. Um, but then we're we're doing a festival the day before that in the UP. So we're just going up and over the UP in the Traverse City, you know. And kind of around Lake Michigan and then coming back home. Corporate gigs is a good circuit to get on. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. It's cool. You know, um, we've done all stuff. I mean, we've done stuff with Jameson, Tullamore Dew, Johnny Walker, uh, you know, folks like that. Um, and then, and then we do other sorts of things like with the United way, you know, and, and promoting that gig, you know, we, we literally haven't even posted that yet. I just got the link for this an hour ago. <laughs> so yeah. we need to, we need to put this up on our site, but yeah. that's, yeah. that's in Wisconsin on October 21st. Um, in a city called Fond du Lac, um, really you know, so that's gonna, that's gonna be a really cool cool event. <laughs> that it, it's at a nice performing arts center, and it'll be it'll be it'll be cool. Now, how long have you been how long have you been a member of the band? So I started playing in Riley officially January of two thousand three. Oh wow! Um, but the band knew. I was probably going to be in in November of 2002, um, but they were in the midst of releasing a record and they were having some, you know, some lineup issues without getting a bunch of into that. Um, I just knew that I was going to be playing um, and they were working their way through some things. I was actually in the process of starting my own project. And some of the members of Riley saw that and said, "Hey, instead of starting your own thing, why don't you, why don't you come on with us?" Um, so we talked about it, and that's that's what ended up happening. Now, when I told those relatives of mine that I had mentioned that I was joining Riley, they begged me to not join Riley. Um, Riley did not have a real great reputation, <laughs> really? and um, they were known maybe for some things that weren't weren't really that that cool you know um and so then it became my job to clean that up um now i can i can say riley has won the celtic music of the year award twice now in the state and we we play plenty and the musicians are good and the players are, the players are they're good people everyone is solid you know and so there's no issue. It's it's a it's a pleasure playing with the with the people that I do, um, but it took a while to get to that level. You know, some some things had to get cleaned up. So like bad performance, like bad way. just behavior in concert, something a little general. I mean, you're kind of both putting it out both. there. Okay. Both and both. Yeah, and again, it's just like I don't need to start naming names and getting no, into no, 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 but, I mean, old hat or anything like, like that. But but it took years. It took years to clean up perception. Really? You know. Um, but now I'm I'm happy to be in this band. <laughs> you know, and I'm glad that we have the rep that we do. Um, not only with clients, but with other folks around and I think and I think that's great. Is it is it um each year you do so you're doing albums and stuff and you do you find it's each year the territory's getting bigger? I know COVID kinda got weird for all the bands too. Did, did that slow you down a little bit? Like that's when we wrote, you know, not only were we writing, but did it hurt you guys album, performing now or did, or did it make your fans more eager? No, not a lot. I mean, when COVID was happening, we were actually out of state when things started closing down. We were doing, we, we do this yearly event for um, this Brooklyn based uh, biker gang and mm -hmm. uh, they relocated to Northern Illinois and they're, they're super cool. They're, they're with this, uh, an outfit called Widow's Sons. That is the name of the of the outfit and uh we're on break and we're watching states close down 
cities closed down and stuff. And it's like, all right, well, we need to be at Purdue University in two days. Is this going to happen? You know, <laughs> so uh, we started losing gigs. You know, Milwaukee stuff got canceled. Indiana stuff got canceled. We, we just finished that last one in Illinois. We went home and that was it, you know. Um, you know, so COVID slowed things down. But then we started writing Dirty Pool, which, which is our latest record. Mm -hmm. And I started writing a solo record and recorded it <laughs> so COVID didn't slow us down creatively yeah. speaking it just it just closed us down you know as far as playing wise you know um and every county was different with how yeah. they were handling it in Wisconsin you know it's Milwaukee it's, Madison Green Bay handled it differently than rural well I mean because like coming out of it and then it's, it's more like with your band it definitely not just the albums, because obviously, you know, music is kind of hit or miss with people. Like, it was albums and album sales. It's more about, but when you play, when you're like clubs and lounges and, and bigger events and casinos and these events that you play, you get a certain reputation where people come back year after year. It's like, it becomes really like, it's a slow process, but it becomes like, everyone knows you from year to year. What was that band 10 years ago? Like, like once you've done it and it's a regular for people, it's ingrained, it kind of gets burned into them. So my yeah. question is, is that, is that kind of like the trajectory of you guys? Like each year, kind of, you kind of keep growing slowly because you play more places, the reputation gets bigger. You know, it's like that, that type of deal because there's no like play everywhere and kind of work your way in. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure, that's that's the objective. But I know like later this year, you know, I, I mentioned that we were losing some stuff in Purdue when, when COVID started hitting. We've not been back to this location for over two years now you know so and we used to get there a lot down to that area and so we're we're looking forward to getting back over there you know i mean we know we have a lot of buds over there you know but now it's like we're gonna say okay who else is coming back you know are you still coming back you know after some time yeah. um so we hope that's the case you know we're pretty confident it's going to be some cool events that we're going to do down I'm there sure. you know so I imagine you guys have different set lists for different places you're playing, right? Like, yeah. we got if so you do a bar, music. you got probably a couple, couple sets a night, different types of music, you mix it up with your yeah. albums. And then, other, I mean, like, how does that all plan out? If you're doing like a, a festival, you probably have certain classic stuff you do that everybody recognizes. Maybe you slip some, some other stuff in. I mean, yeah. how does that work? Yeah, it'll depend on the amount of time. Um, like, if we get, uh, like, for example, when we played Milwaukee Irish Fest recently, we focused on the latest record, and I think we did eight songs off the latest record. So it was very new album heavy. And then we did, I think, two or three off of some previous albums. Um, I don't even really know if we did... You know, we did some traditional covers, but they're ones that we've absorbed and have recorded on our own mm -hmm. you know so we've made them our own our own versions of them because i know, don't know the doing... audience you know what i mean that, yeah that, how it, like if you go out doing new music nowadays for certain types of music everyone's like well you're, you're like, i can do two songs and i'm pushing it they want to hear the yeah, certain thing right and if i'm and if i'm not doing it if i'm not a band already has hits i need to do other people's hits so my thing is i don't know the you know celtic audience if they're like we just like we just like good music you know what i mean yeah Count good Celtic music and we're pretty open to a certain thing yeah i mean we we may do some songs by bands that 
if, if they're not traditional, maybe they're contemporary. And that doesn't mean you too. You know, it, it, it means things like, you know, pogues and saw doctors. If people yep. want to hear drop kick and flogging, sure, we can do that. Water boys, uh, Luca Bloom, Horse Lips, you know, the, the other Silly Wizard, you know, like some of these other bands that are in that. Some in of that the best community. names ever. Yeah, right. Some great right. names. <laughs> yeah, so so we can do all that. I mean, you know, with the amount of music that Riley has. Okay, here's an example. We did this gig at a casino on St. Patrick's Day one year. Gig at, in, in, it was out, just outside Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. And our the sound guy there was Yanni's sound guy. Okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty rad. And so we got to play on St. Patrick's Day. It's a dry gig for us because it's a casino and we're employees of the casino. It's a nine-hour gig. Wow. From noon until nine. That's how long we played. And so we're playing. You know, we do a set and stuff like that, you know, then do another set, then do another set. After the sixth set, the sound guy comes up to me, and he's like, you know, man, um, you know, I've obviously been here the whole time and you've not repeated a single song. And I'm like, yeah, we got three more sets to go and we're recording it. But we showed them that we're recording everything live. We did nine hours, no repeats, and we wow. still had songs left over. <laughs> so to give you an idea of how difficult it is sometimes to make a set list, you know, there's always songs that get left out and you're just like that's a lot like of songs to to know, like, yeah like when you go like when you go to see like like some cool band that you like you know and you're just like man i wish i could write their set list because i could have written an entirely different set list and been just as happy with with their show i mean i say that about bands you know like you know you go see kiss and you know you know pretty much 90 percent of the songs that they're gonna play i'm like yeah do let me pick the set list you know, because yeah. you're gonna play Mr. Speed, watching you, you know, oh, take me, <laughs> charisma. You're gonna do all those songs, you know. So that's what it feels like for us. That's a lot, but uh, that's a lot of songs to learn now. Also, I mean, to practice and to know, like a lot of bands will do an album and then they know three songs, so they play them a lot. But to keep practice and play nine hours with all no repeats is a lot of. I would think it'd be a lot of practice or a lot of just a lot of root memory of every album for yeah. a very long time. And it's just, you have insane memories or you guys practice all the time and rotate. No, I mean, a lot of it, it a lot of it's in home. Cause we believe that rehearsal is not time for practice. Rehearsal is time to rehearse. You practice at home. You do your work at home. Then you come to rehearsal with your guys or gals. Cause we've had women in the band. Right. Um, that's when you rehearse, you know, so here's, a, here's another one. When I joined Riley, I joined Riley, right? Now, the caveat was, we want you to be the lead singer, mm -hmm. but we want you to play bass. Didn't play bass. I said, can I play guitar? I said, well, we have a guitar player. We really need you to play bass. I don't own a bass. So... The mandolin player gave me his bass to rehearse on. And it's got these 
these old flat wound strings, you know, they're not wound strings, they're the old, old flat wound strings. So don't worry about it. You don't need to be ready for like four and a half months. All good. Well, that changed. Six weeks later, I'm playing a gig and had to learn 45 songs on an instrument that I didn't play and do all the vocals. Thanks. <laughs> that was the first that was the first gig. So, yeah. How'd it go? Pretty good. Uh yeah. Well, I'll put it this way. They kept me in the band. <laughs> they kept me in the band and eventually I changed, you know, I was playing bass in, in Riley for I'm going to say six years, something like that. You know, and I got all my own bass gear and stuff like that. You know, got this really cool Fender P bass and nice yeah. Ampeg setup and good, did that whole deal. But then um, the guitar player left. And I'm like, okay, time to make a move. Um, and then we absorbed a bass player. So I did the Blackie Lawless thing. I went from I went you know I went from bass to guitar, but I still kept the buzz saw between my legs for every round. Good, game. good, good. But it's underneath your kilt, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I use it to I use it to slice corned beef. <laughs> Just clean it when you're done. Don't want anybody getting sick. That's that's an amazing amount of music you you learn, and, and just the band plays. That's quite a lot, I and mean, a lot of bands don't play that much or learn that much music. So, uh, sure. Yeah, I mean we're ready to play hours and hours of, of music at, at a time, you know, and, and we have seven new songs besides what's on dirty pool. We're already playing the songs out and probably recording next year. Really? Yeah. So, so, why are you playing the new songs already? You still have an album you're kind of still putting out there. Because we love writing <laughs> and everyone writes yeah. in the band. Um, we are at, I don't know if I should say we, but I am at a point in my life where I feel like songwriting and recording is a diary of my life. So I want to write, I want to record. Mm -hmm. I feel like if, if you're a musician or a player and you're not writing, in some way, shape, or form, all the time. Uh, I don't get it. I think you should always be writing. Well, I think inspiration hits some people more than others. I think some people maybe. wish they could write and they can't. Maybe I'm know? yeah. Maybe I'm the one with the weird tick in my head. You know. <laughs> no, not the odd. But I mean, let's be honest. I talked to a few people on the show, and I always like talking about the songwriting process. And some people, they all have no ideas, and they just you know. No matter what they do, they can get up every day. Some people just every day they just write a song, whether it's good or bad or whatever. You know, eight, eight to twelve, every yeah. time when they do it, they have. Um, everyone has their own way of doing it. And they'll come up with a song, a melody in their head, and they come home, or wherever they're at, and they don't write it down. And if they can remember yeah. the melody, it's a good song. Yeah, our fiddle player did. People one of remember those that. Otherwise, you know? otherwise, if they can't remember their own song they thought of, remember it. It's not good. Yeah, I wouldn't do that because I have a whole memory. I'm like, it could have been good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, our fiddle player did a songwriting challenge, like write a song a day for 30 days. Wow. You know, he did that a while back. And then we did, 
<laughs> so last year over on St. Patrick's Day, this is this is true. We did this gig in Chicago at Midway Airport. Okay, at the airport. And we were the landing party, like literally the landing party. So people would come in off the planes, walk into Midway Airport, here's Riley. And we're playing. And we're started, it's like six in the morning on St. Patrick's Day. You know what wow. I mean? But but their thing was they're like, look, um, we just want it to be instrumental, no vocals. I'm like, that's actually really helpful. In six two o'clock ways. in the morning. One, six o'clock in the morning, and we're playing until one in the morning. At the airport at various locations. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. We did three gigs that day. And so what we did was we started coming up with chord progressions and different riffs and different things to save. And now some of those songs have become actual songs post Dirty Pool that will be on whatever the next album is called. Um, so it was a really good working tool sort of gig yeah. and super low maintenance. You know, as long as we could get through TSA, we're golden. You know what I mean? So that's an interesting gig you did. Playing the yeah. Kind of, you know, couldn't imagine that. I mean, somebody clearly somebody had a good idea. It'd be kind of fun to walk in and hear that. You know, yeah. The airport. Yeah. Yeah. So my mom calls me. I'm on break. You know, because she wants to know where I'm at on St. Patrick's yeah. Day. She's like, "Okay, where are you?" I said, "I'm at Midway Airport." She's just like, "Why are you flying out somewhere?" I said, I "Said no, we're playing." And she said, "Well, where are you playing?" And I said, right on runway six. And she's just like, <laughs> like the phone got quiet. <laughs> I don't know if there's a runway six at Midway, but it just sounded, it was like, it sounded good. It was the first day. I just wanted to see my mom's reaction, you know? So, so yeah. Said, so the plane just flew right over us, ma, you know? <laughs> it was took at the symbol. Yeah. I know you're saying drum set. So what's, what's the plan for people now that are new to you or, you know, are aware and just checking out the interview? What are we looking at for the next couple, you know, the future, short future? Okay, uh, short future. Um, behind the scenes, we are going to continue to write starting in late September. Mm -hmm. And we will continue that writing process. Um, don't have any idea when we would record, but I, I doubt that a new record would be ready for next March. Next March, because I don't see that happening. Mm -hmm. We would do something later in, in 24. Um, as far as long-term stuff, I mean, we're continuing to play that Midwest circuit, you know? I mean, do we have other aspirations? Sure. Yeah, like, and would like we- Break the circuit, we, hit, hit another circuit, try hooking up with another band, that'd be similar, so you're in a new territory. Yeah. Kind of like we did with the other band. Yeah, you know? yeah, well, would we do that? Sure. You know, um, we are awfully busy you know, doing what we do, you know, so, and that's great, you know, but there's always a new festival. There's always new places to do this at because the Celtic community and the Celtic craze is so, so oh. big up here, you know, but one, you know, one of the things that we sort of readily admit with Riley is we are not entirely steeped in tradition. Okay. We're rock and roll guys you know, that have some experience in the genre. 
you know, so I don't want people to be mistaken by thinking that when they pick up a Riley record to come to see us, it's going to be, you know, not to be ageist, but it's, it's not going to be your grandma and grandpa's Riley. That's not what it is. It's mm -hmm. a rock band, you know. Um, now, we may not use a ton of distortion like Dropkick does. Right. You know, um, but it it is it's a rock band, you know. It is drums, bass, guitar, sometimes a sort of guitar with effects, you know, fiddle and keyboards. And on album, you're going to hear maybe some of the other traditional stuff, you know, bazooki, mandolin, penny whistle, thing, the other things like that. You know, so I don't want people who are new to the band or fi trying to figure out what we're about. That's like, oh, we're going to hear this traditional band. We will use traditional influence and use some traditional songs sure but our own original music that's not entirely steeped in tradition some of it is some of it is you know lyrically speaking you know or honing in some I, of those progressions you know so yeah so there's a difference in that you know and some people traditionalists may get turned off by that you know, and then you're going to get some rock guys that don't understand it. <laughs> so it's it's like, what side, you know, how are you pulling in people from this side? How are you pulling in people from this side? You know, that's. Well, that, I think the way, the, you, the way you're performing it, and I, I can say this when I saw you guys, I think you guys came in and I think it wasn't as well known, the audience, when you guys played, when I saw you, you went over the crowd, you know, you know, you really kind of came in and pulled it out. Yeah, I mean, you got to have a, you got to have a willing, you know, a willing audience, a receptive audience, but you got to present the product. I mean, everybody was interested, but I think you really, really, you know, especially you hear people talking afterwards, you really kind of blew them away. I don't think they were expecting, which is great, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I think Riley does that too. I mean, we'll play I, I new, see you new, doing menus, that, yeah. new, new festivals and and things, and you know, so it's like, wow. This is awesome. We're coming back. You know, it's, hey, where can, we, where can we pick up merch? I'll do solo gigs and duo gigs that aren't even Riley gigs. And people are coming to the gigs asking for Riley, Riley CDs. Good. That's nice. Because they know I'm in the band. Yeah. So that's great. That's cool. Yeah, it's really good. So last question before we wrap up. Somebody's new to the band. What's the, what's the Gateway Drug album they should listen to for you guys? Like what album of ours should they listen yeah. to? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd say Dirty Pool, just because that has the most current lineup and the All most right. current songs. Um, and I think sonically speaking, between the rest of the albums, I think it sonically is the most mature and sounds the best. Okay. Um, oh, and here's, here's here's a large cat. Hello. I could hear say the sounds. I'm, I'm glad you showed us a cat. Hi, Naya. Hello, Sean. <laughs> um, but you know what album that I really think always sounded really good is that Holiday, that Christmas album. Um, now, that album um, was on a label called Olio, right? And it the, the lead single off it is a song called Dear Santa, I Can Explain. Now, that's an original song. That's not a traditional song. Yeah. Um, that, that song was featured on a morning show program, um, the Daybreak, 
program or, or something like that it was called but it was like with rascal flats and zz top and beyonce like like all these and then there's riley you know it's like this weird <laughs> this weird thing you know so he said it's like that sesame street thing or whatever yeah. that you know you put the box one of things that, well yeah what do you think i like the other right? yeah. yeah 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 we're down in the lower left you know what i mean so that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome i want people to check you guys out uh the link as usual will be at the bottom of the show on youtube and the podcast everywhere you go click on the link and check out the band yeah. thanks man I'm glad yeah, rileyrocks.com facebook is rileyrocksmke or no that's that's instagram rileyrocksmke facebook is rileyrocksirish um if you just type in Riley Rocks on your computer, you're, you're going to get to a location called the Riley Rocks. Um, that is not us. We are not inanimate objects. We are we are human beings. So. Well, that's very important to distinguish. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you. Guys right on, man. Good night. Thank you.